You're listening to That League One Podcast. Hello, welcome back to That League One Podcast. I'm joined by the normal gang once again. It was the weekend that saw Fleetwood drop down to joint bottom of the table. Lincoln convincingly saw off Blackpool. Oxford sit two points clear at the top of the table, while Pompey attempt to win the league without scoring a goal. Of course, you can watch the podcast exclusively for $4 a month. We actually now have 80 loppers who tune into our beautiful faces. Is it eight? Every, it's eight on We wow. Can Buy. Ooh, two. How many meals does we get for that? No, I think it's $19. Oh, 24 quid. 24, is it? That's good. Yeah, that's so that's what, about 19. six meal deals. So one and a half a month. Good. Well, I do. Well, we can do go to meal deals later on if we have time. We probably won't. Oh, yes. Um, Nappers, um, how are you, mate? I'll start with you. How was your... <laughs> How was no, your week? Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, I've had slightly better. Uh, I had sepsis at the start of the year, and that was a blast <laughs> compared to this. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I did almost die at the start of the year, if you were unaware, and fully enjoyed that. Compa- no, um, we're not very good at football, are we? And <laughs> make, make the most of it, lads. We're on week. Four, three weeks into the season, four, four, six yeah. show this is, yeah. It's episode six, yeah. We've probably got another maybe, what, 30, 35 in us. So, we, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're in the first kind of 10, 15 percent. The, the show's coming out, running out for me. And Jake said something before and it kind of left it off, but it could actually come in true because Portsmouth are actually unbeaten. Lincoln are in the playoffs, not to the top of the league. Imagine if you three fuckers go up and we go down. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, um, Alex Griffin will be here next month. That's next year. <laughs> I'll start practicing my chance. Um, let's go to, to, to Tom next. Um, we'll go for the games when we come to the game, Pompey Stevenage, even though it was a nil-nil and we avoid those, as you know. But, Tom, you did go to Stevenage and... Was it nice? I, I said Stevenage was a nice place of the to the UK, but not a nice place to play football. Am I right? Um, I think it's probably both, really. Um, it w- wasn't particularly, it was raining. It was quite miserable. Didn't see much of Stevenage, to be honest. We kind of drove in, tried to win and drove back out again and didn't. I'm all good. Family day today. Great weekend on the FPL. Loved spending time with Alex, Gaz and the boys yesterday. I had a chicken booner with my dad earlier. And it's just a shame that Pompey have been a painful watch for the last week, to be honest. There's, everything else is going brilliantly well. And uh, yeah, other than the football, which is not not like you, actually. You're, the, you're absolutely loving it. And so is Jakey. And Ben's just like probably same boat as me. But Not quite. You, lovely, you don't wish less, to this Tom, do you? No, but I, I actually see a lot <laughs> of similarities between myself and Ben. At, right at this moment in time in terms of oh, our football. as human beings not just as football no, well both both extremely attractive gentlemen but in terms of the football <laughs> girls, girls, both. <laughs> in, in, in terms of like ben was saying on his video yesterday oh we, we can't score you know we, we we build up in possession of all the ball and nothing's happening i feel the exact same way about pompey like it, it's very very similar obviously ben's situation is slightly more perilous than ours but um I'm feeling a similar kind of way. So he's, you're not on your own, Nappers. We're, we're, we're in this together, mate. And um, yeah. That Who would have thought we'd have, be having this conversation, by the that way? Was after six, after no, six I, I suppose it's season. not, as I said, it's not quite as perilous, but I, I can see the similarities. Yeah. Although we're not going well, down. So. Well, not yet, anyway. Uh, Jake. Uh, we, well, we're, we're in the same boat, Jake. We're sort of loving watching football, which is, again, for me, sort of very uncharted territory but for you last season was was there every was you know was good every now and again but but this season you started very very well 
Oh, mate, I'm purring at the thought of, of, of watching us against Sheffield United on Wednesday night. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really good. Had a re- had a lovely day. Spent lots of money in, in on very expensive clothes. Which is Spent all my boring. money on Lincoln City. Uh, uh, woo! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I, I'm good, Wardy. It's, uh, it, it's been a good weekend. When your football team wins... Your weekend is a whole lot better, as you've been finding out, as I've been finding out. The other two, le- uh, less said about that, the better. But but no, mate, I'm, I'm all good and looking forward to, to going through what you've uh, you got on your running order. Well, well I said, so, so am I, but as I scroll down, I don't quite know what's going to come up. Uh, <laughs> let's go let's go through the boys then and sort of, well, as always, we've selected those games and given those games to the three, well, four gentlemen, including myself, but I sort of got a little bit, well, I got Steve Ridge Pompey's. I got out of that one quite nicely. But sorry, uh, napper has got his hand up. Shout out of the week. Uh, well, that shout out of the week, Tom. Do I have to jump <laughs> in every time and go, don't forget the shout out, or are we just going to... Well, we forget. We have, we do have some fantastic, fantastic people well, watching, um, list, not written, well, watching, they are great, but we don't have as many li- as um, as we do listening. But Tom, shout out of the week. Wardy just said he forgets all of the listeners, which is always great. So that's a good start. Um, right, where's, let's find the shout out of the week. Here we go. Shout out this week is for... WAFC1932 underscore, who very kindly subscribed to our Patreon this week and joins the many other premium tea loppers out there. He said it was a, a funny episode and to quote, they're even better with video. Getting the patron is definitely worth it. So, as we said, don't just take our word for it. That is the advice of WAFC1932 underscore. So thank you, WAFC1932 underscore. And if you want to be like WAFC1932, <laughs> so yeah, I can't say username. the new username with a straight face because his name's not on there. I tried hard to find a name. Like it'd be great if you were called Keith or something. But anyway, if you want to be like him, then you can support us on Patreon and watch every that League One podcast episode as a video on YouTube. One more, one more shout out, if I may, Wardy. Uh, Josh Abrahams, who's also commented on our most recent episodes Patreon. Um, saying there's not much better you can do with £4.20 a month, which other than a Jackboard OnlyFans subscription, I couldn't agree more with Josh. And he then said, even though all four of you have an anti-Richie Wellens and Leighton Orient agenda, which I don't think is strictly the case, because I actually quite like Richie Wellens. I know for a fact Nappers does as well. Um, it's just a shame that he's, uh, yeah, he, he feels that way. I'm sure we don't. Um, and we'll get into Leighton Orient a little bit later on. Thank you, Josh. Loving the support from you, mate. It means a lot to to all four of us. And that is your shout out of the week. It's great. We've got a shout out of the week. And somebody's also helped us promote the Patreon as well. So it's a great, double it? whammy for <laughs> Pretty marketing. As I was yeah, exactly as I was saying before, though we have given the games to the three and myself. I got a slightly well. I got I got well. Let's not get into it. But I've got some games that. I got away with gave himself the good ones. Basically, I gave. Yeah. I gave, I made the most of my power for one week. Every other four. Um. So we'll start. We'll start with you. Back uh, to Stephen Shrewsbury next week for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll I'm be actually be, given that. I'm gonna have the. I'm gonna have the shitter next week. Although it's nil nil. I don't have to do any research. Um. Ben, we'll start with you. You had Lincoln versus Blackpool. Is Jake right to be? over the moon. He's got a smile on his face. He hasn't sort of lost that smile of the face since we hit record. Is he right to be in that happy mood throughout? A smile of a Cheshire cat, what can you say? Um, anyway, uh, a really good result. And I think Lincoln are a settled side. I think they know the jobs better than anyone else in the division. Do I think they've got one of the best squads in the division? I don't, but I think they're up there. I really do. I think they've got a 
kind of a seven out of ten or an eight out of ten in every position. They don't have many nines or many tens, but they have a lot of sevens and a lot of eights to make up for it. And the good thing is they were very reliant on one man last year. This year, they've got many different goal scorers that can score your goal. And I'm on about your Hamilton's, your Rico Hackett, when the crowd say Rico Hackett, uh, Danny Manjoy, uh, Erehan. That's not how it goes. Oh. <laughs> how does it go? Read with a read with a Ryan. When the crowd oh, say Rico Hackett, that's how it goes. Screenshot the ring sorted. Boom. Um, <laughs> I'm more than just a marketer. What can I say? And they, they've been absolutely brilliant. Teddy Bishop now. Really, 12 goals in 76 appearances, which is phenomenal from you know from a midfielder as well. They did it with 35% possession, so and they really pinned Blackpool in, and it could have been more, in my opinion, as well. But Blackpool look very buoyant of goals, they don't like scoring a goal, they don't really look like creating anything. They look flat in midfield. The midfield three, we talk about Portsmouth's midfield three that they doesn't have enough in it, and they play two older midfielders. Blackpool's is Morgan, Norburn, and Dougal, and three players that no offense to them. Are good players. Probably one of them should be in the team. Jensen Weir should be in the team, really. Uh, but again, obviously not quite yet, got, got into that yet. CJ Hamilton and Conley won't provide enough goals, you know, down the flanks. Conley's more of a wing back. CJ Hamilton's a winger. Uh, the back five, back four is good with the goalkeeper, husband, Equitetta Cassia, really like. But Lincoln, phenomenal. Blackpool needs work. I'm interested to see how Jordan Rhodes does. Reminds me of the Gary Medine signing, but I think Blackpool. The, the, I don't think they shoot a 3-5-2. I don't think they shoot a 4-3-3. I think they need to go 4-4-2. Like towards the end of Critchley's spell where they had Yates and Medina up front and they had two wingers that really worked well for them. So I think if they can go to that, Blackpool get going. But well done to Lincoln. Good result. What do you Going back to you, Napa, sorry, I'm going to fire one at you. Is Ro, when you say they need to get better time. quickly... <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, is Rhodes enough for you? Is that the player that comes in and takes yeah. Blackpool? Because right now, they're not scoring enough goals. That's the bottom line. Then if they want to be where they want to be, and we thought they would be at the start of the season, they need to be adding goals to their game. They, they need to be much better when it comes to chance creation. For me, Rhodes, it's not underwhelming, but it's not enough. You need more than just that. Well, they signed a lad from Sutton, didn't they? I think he's got, I can't really pronounce his name, but scored something like two in 36 for Sutton in League Two, but he's going to be one for the future. I think he'll be a bit like a development bench type player. Um, Jordan Rhodes, I think, will be a bit like Joe Garner was for us a couple of years ago. Good for an hour. We'll get goals. We'll score probably 10 to 15 goals if you're playing for an hour every week. The issue then you've got is I don't think they've got enough. I think they need another one, maybe another. I think they need another winger. They need another striker. And then I think they're sorted. I think they will get that. But no, not no one. And he's another type. Like, Lavery's a type of poacher player where, you know, he can hit them in really hard into the goal. And you know, Bees, I don't think does anything in that team. And Rose, I think they've got they've got no identity up front, really, and that's mm. what they lack. I think they need to find an identity because they've got four days to go. So Blackpool mm. are a good side; they're a settled side. They've got a good manager, a decent core, but they just they're just a few pieces of the jigsaw missing. I think when Blackpool get a couple of goals and get a couple of wins, I think Blackpool could go on a, an unbelievable run like they did. Remember, the last time they were in League One after sixteen games. They were with Oxford in that bottom eight, where I think they went then they were going. I think they both Oxford and Blackpool averaged something like 2.1 points a game in the last 30 games of the season. I think they both won 16 out of the last 30. So Blackpool mm. can go on a good run. Yeah, they can. And I agree. I think they do need a little bit more, but they haven't got so much time, as much time as they maybe need for what they need to get done. Uh, we'll, we'll come to you, Jake, next. Cheltenham against Northampton. Game of the week going into it. Was it game of the week on reflection after it? 
Um, no, mate, it wasn't, to be honest. Um, you know what? And, and, and Tom said this the other week when they went to Fratton, they, they're just so poor going forward, Cheltenham. Um, Oh, shit, I'm giving you, I think I give, did I give you Cheltenham? You bet we're done. I put, I, put, I put Cambridge on my bit of paper, said Cheltenham, and I've got Cambridge in front of me. How the bloody hell did I do that? Anyway, Cheltenham, Northampton. Enjoy Chel- that. Yeah, no, it was it, it, it was a poor game, to be honest. Um, it, the only positive, really, was, was Sam Hoskins' goal. I thought Northampton looked incredibly sexy and, and, and gorgeous in there. New peppermint strip, if we all saw it. It was uh, <laughs> delightful. Um, yeah, Ben, you somehow make it look extremely unattractive. Um, oh, it's a fair play to you. Oh, that um, that's no, not what my Tinder match was saying to me before. But... <laughs> she was registered blind, actually. <laughs> Must have been blind in you, man. I, I did kind of go like this. Um, no, yeah, look, Ch- Cheltenham are, are struggling. They've they brought in a couple of defensive reinforcements, but... To be honest, I, like Ben, me and Ben just said on on his show, that they're not a million miles away. But the games are tight. Apart from the one against Bolton, they've sort of been in games. And the one at Fratton, they they were able to to hold on. Um, yesterday, they only lost by a goal. Shrewsbury, they only lost by a goal. So they're sticking in games, but they're really struggling to score. And they've brought in a couple of defensive um, reinforcements. Haven't they? They got tweeted by Fabrizio Romano uh, last week, I believe, which was pretty cool for them, I'm sure. But but defend, uh, offensively just shocking again. But but Northampton looked like a side that have taken a good amount of points in the last week. Obviously, the momentum of coming from two goals back to, to, to get a point and, and beating their arch rivals for the first time in, in over 15 years would have given them a lift and, and certainly did on, on Saturday. They were, they were fantastic. And there's only one man that you want on the end of an opportunity in Northampton at the minute, and it's Sam Hoskins. He's done it so many times for them over the last seven years that he's been at the football club. So... Look, a really poor game on paper, but Northampton fans won't be caring. They've, they've come away with seven points from the last three and um, they're starting to look up rather than down. Worried about Cheltenham, though, a little bit in terms of the, yeah. the points on the board. I, I know, like you say, performances and, and things like that, that is it, is what matters, I think, these are the early stages because eventually you'd like to think of the performances are there, results will eventually come. But you sort of look at points on the board, losing at home to Northampton. That's one. We don't know where Northampton will be. That's all about the start of the season. But come the end of the season, you do look at that and go, that could be a, an opportunity they, they look back on with regret. Um, Tom, you had Exeter versus Reading. Another great result for the home side, it seems. I think right now Exeter, second in the league. I know it's very, very early days, but they're in a very good position and have started very, very well. Yeah, two goals in both sets of stoppage times in this one. First half and second half stoppage. Lovely header from Will Ameson just after half an hour for the home. So a proper captain's performance from him yesterday, I thought. First Reading goal for Harvey Nibs on 45 plus three. All the composure in the world in the box from him. Far too much space from an extra point of view for him to unleash with power past Sinisalo in the extra goal, or as Jake would say, finished with a plum. It, it was very much finished with a plum. And then the third is the pick of the bunch. Awesome scenes in that noisy terrace behind the goal at Exeter. Sam Nombe unselfishly tees up Reese Cole, who fired home. I know we've got some really good goals, but that's a that's a strike and a half up there for, for this weekend shout, I'm sure. Uh, he gave David Button absolutely no chance. As you say, back-to-back victories for Exeter. Great win for them. And the Grecians are up to second. Who would have thought that? With among the three of you at the start of the season from, uh, I know we're five games in, but some of the predictions were looking a little bit more precarious on the extra side, weren't they? So, uh, mm. yeah, good win for them. And uh, they're going all right at the moment. Long may it continue for them. Yeah, I was worried a little bit about Exeter in, in terms of the players that they lost. 
Um, when you look at players like Stansfield going back to Fulham, players like Key went to Swansea, uh, Collins went to Peter, but these are very, very key figures that have been at been extra for a long time and sort of played a significant role in, in that success. But like you say, they're a result at home to Reading, results that have been very, very good across the start of the season. It might be early days, but you can't argue. It is a strong start. And as we, as we know, strong starts, you know. We like strong uh, starts around we here. Do like we do like strong starts. Uh, let's go. Well, we'll go to me because apparently I've still got games to talk about. Uh, Stevenage Pompey, though, I'm going to start with what wasn't a great game of football. Um, I said, actually, and the boys were actually here, I said in the group chat... 10 minutes of sorted. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've said, I've, I know, this starts at 17.15, right? We're not going into the 19th minute comfortably. Um, oh, it was nil for it that. Was, it was nil-nil. It wasn't very good. There was a bit of excitement when players got sent off, but other than that, there wasn't sort of too much going on. Uh, but Tom... Again, I could sort of cheaply get my way out of this and, and say, tell us about it. But that would sort of get me out of the, the shit a little bit. Um, I did watch your video. I have done a little bit of research on it. But I'll be honest with you, from all accounts, it wasn't, it was the same old story. Same old story. Lack of creation, lack of forward thinking, a lack of attacking identity. Absolutely fine at the back. A well-organised Steve Evans side, as we expect with Stevenage and how he sets up his footballing side. But once again, Tom, is it ever going to change? Are you ever going to start scoring some goals and looking front-footed? Because it looks dull as bloody dishwater right now. The good news is we're in control of games and we're really hard to play against. So we can see very few. One all season so far. And I don't think we'll lose many this season. And I think we'll see a lot more of Zach Swanson and Paddy Lane, which I'm really happy about now after the weekend's action. The bad news, as you've alluded to there, Bishop's playing in, in a different postcode to the rest of the team. No one wants to take a shot on. We hardly have any sight of goal. We're playing pedestrian football. And at times, as you say, really dull to watch, dull as dishwater. While we're still unbeaten, patience being massively tested. Um, we were just about value for a point, but absolutely nothing more, perhaps even less. I think Stevenage were the better side and deserved a win. Um, where on earth is the team, is what I said, that put forward past Leighton Orient um, a couple of weeks ago. I hope by bringing Andrew in, playing him at Robertson, two creative tens behind Colby and the goals will come. But seven seconds. Said, very tough <laughs> September ahead. Be very typical of Pompey to find form when we least expect it. And we'll see if that happens. Perfect. And that wraps up Pompey. Um, no, all jokes aside, though, it, it is it is for sure. No, and that it does, is it. Move you know, on. Is it? It is it. I would, else. No, it is it. But I would say it's very, very similar. Goal scoring wise, we conceded a lot last season. But in terms of what I kept saying about us going forward, I'm hearing scary relapse of deja vu. The problem is, you know, we conceded loads as well. Whereas, you know, you're sort of looking good at the back. So, you know, you say you might be invincible. He might not score many goals. Uh, let's go back to uh, Ben. Then that's who we started with. Wigan versus Barnsley. This was, what is he doing? He's making it sound like I didn't. What, what's wrong with that? I don't like your shows because I have my notes planned. I, I, right. I'm listing them in the fucking order. I sent the text message. Yeah, I, 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 I get that, but I do alphabetical order like everyone else should do well, anyway wait, sofa score predictions we're going back to sofa score predictions oh, oh, if anyone doesn't know me right I, i'm as autistic as they come in and things have to be structured <laughs> and got to be properly done is yeah oh you're not well next to, next time i do it, i'll do the same with, on the show messing with a disability here son yeah yeah maybe i'm going too far cancel me anyway go wigan barnsley I don't need to do that. I think you've already been done. Um, anyway, one shot on the Jake's coming about an Indian man on your Tinder. Might have already finished him off anyway. So I think I'm safe. Anyway, tell you what, well, my, my mother on. listens to these podcasts. What is she going to think? <laughs> oh, you God. bring Tinder up every fucking minute. Your fault. <laughs> oh, 
what can I say? Uh, it's the first loss of the season for Wigan, and you know it's a, it's a disappointing one for them. Obviously, it's a sending off. It's I don't know what you guys think. I, I know I'm going to get called a Wigan fan again, like I do every week, but it's not a sending off at all uh, for me. Charlie Hughes gets the ball. I think he gets the ball personally, but anyway, he does get. The, uh, he, uh, does he? Does he? I mean, the, 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 what I said in my video was. Um, I can he does get the ball, but does he get enough of the ball? I can see why the yeah, referee. Yeah, I get what you I can see why the referee's done it. It won't get overturned, but I would be frustrated if I was a Wigan fan. Like yeah, absolutely. And Charlie Hughes, in my opinion, I've done. You know, I've just started recording my my August review, and I've done the League One, you know, Team of the Month, and he's well up there. You know, for my shouts for that, you know, Team of the Month spot, and I think he's been brilliant. I think he was excellent at Derby, but I thought Bars was superb, even with the extra man. They had eight shots on target. Durante Cole scored his fifth goal of the season, two and two. You've got McAtee scoring a goal. I thought Waters looked brilliant. I thought Phillips in midfield looked brilliant. Again, the midfield three looked solid. They looked back to where Barnsley were. And, you know, two weeks ago, Barnsley were in a good place, four points from the first six, one seven, nil, one, you know, two, one, one away at Bristol Rovers. Then a couple of defeats to Oxford and Peterborough, two sides that are going to be in the, you know, the top six, you'd imagine, at the end of the season. You know, one might, you know, even win the league at this rate, you know, like your season that, you know, still got nine months to go, Wardy, not to get too excited. Um, Let me but, be excited, Nappers, uh, for at least five, whatever, at least five games. Oh, exactly. I, I think five games just say, I think we're past the form stage now. I think anything after this we'll see, you know, about yeah. teams. I think Barnsley will be, you know, challenging, you know, that upper end at the end of the year. I thought it was a great performance from Barnsley. They did the basics right. And I said yesterday about Fleetwood, we do a lot of the wrong stuff at the wrong time. We don't do anything right at the right time. Barnsley did that yesterday. They capitalised on going, you know, um, well, a man to the good. Then they went 1-0 up and they really saw the game out and scored a brilliant goal late on in the game to seal it. So a good victory. I think they'll be pleased with a clean sheet as well away from home. And they've got a, a you know, I, I, I don't want to use the word tricky, but as, I'd say a banana skin uh, trip to Cheltenham next week who haven't scored a goal. Tom saw that last, you know, last week as well. They can be one hell of a side to play against because they won't maybe score a goal, but... They've, they're hard to score against because they've lost to Reading 1 0. They obviously, like we mentioned, lost to Shrewsbury 1 0, lost again 1 0 yesterday. So they are in games. So, you know, I think it'd be a difficult game for them. Jake, I'm going to completely mess up the schedule even more. And can we touch on some breaking news? And people are going to say, you're only doing it because Oxford are here and you want to speak about them earlier. It's not because of that. It's because we've just heard that Dean Holden, and it's an Oxford United casualty, the Oxford effect, as I'm going to call it. Um, after the result against Oxford United yesterday, Dean Holden has been sacked. Not officially yet, but we're hearing from people uh, that we are very, very close to the Charlton and, and clearly League One. Um, Dean Holden lost his job after five games. The first EFL casualty, of course, the first casualty of League One managers as well. Before we touch Oxford versus Charlton, Dean Holden, your reaction to him losing his job, Jake? Yeah, I, I think it's a, an awful decision from the, the new owners at Charlton, to be honest. Um wow. This is the, the, love to you lot here. Controversial takes. I love it. Well, well, I, well. Look, they gave him a, a, a four-year contract, New Year four four-year contract. What three months ago at the start of the season, before the, the end of last season, and, mm. and five games in, they've given him no chance. I, I appreciate that performances perhaps haven't been up to scratch, but you look at the the fact they've brought in a brand new core into that team. They've attracted a lot of good players. Um, I, I think it's a bad decision. They. To be honest, Charlton played some good football under Dean Holden last season. Um, I went to the Valley last year. They were very good. They've added a number of good players this year. They, 
They obviously took Alfie May, one of the best number nines in the league the year before. They bring the likes of Theo Eden, who's got experience of, of being in the playoffs at this level. But it just seems like a poor decision. And you're looking at the, the managers that are out there. Have they sacked him to try and get one of those in? The likes of Robinson, Cowley. Would you Darren stack Moore's favourite right now. Darren Moore's favourite. But, but, but uh, if, if we're all sat on the chart here, are, are we sacking Dean Holden to get to bring in Carl Robinson? Or are we sacking Dean Holden to bring in Danny Cowley? No, I, I don't think so. So... Look, for me, it's a poor decision. Financially, it's going to cost him if he's on a long-term deal. They'll have to, to figure out a compensation package for him, which you wonder if that's going to affect the, the transfer budget in the next couple of days because, let's be honest, Ward, if you saw them on Saturday, they still need a bit of work uh, in, in that department. So, on all fronts, poor poor decision. If it's true, it might not be true. I might be, look like an absolute mug. You might have set me up. To look like a, a, a kipper there, but um, if it's true and, and, and Holden has left Charlton, then it's a very poor move. In one Tom's got Tom's got a frown. Thanks, Jake. Tom's got a frown on his face. Um, no, so. not at all. I, I'm in complete agreement with everything that you just heard. And again, I stress if this is to if we're to believe what we're hearing, which it sounds like it, it is the case. You think about the the kind of the the difficulty that he's been having. This whole takeover during this whole time he's been their manager and then now it all settles down, all the dust settles and they can actually get on with the football. They go and sack him and you're just like, so he's guided them through this really tricky and tumultuous period in the club's history, recent history. And they then go and pull the plug on the deal that they've just set up that Jakey's talking about. I, I just feel like unless there is something Horrendous, you know, we aren't privy to the conversations that go on behind the scenes at Charlton Athletic. There might have been a massive fallout in the boardroom and they've they've gone, right, you've lost for 1-1, not good enough. And he's gone, well, you've only given me five games. I've had a massive ding-dong. We don't know. That's speculation. Or, or whether it's just purely th this ownership is going, right, now we've got our feet under the table. Let's start making some changes and Dean Holden's the first big one we're going to make. I don't know. I feel like it's bizarre unless they have a major plan of changing things and going, right, we've got this vision, we've got this person who we want to come in, be it Darren Moore, Danny Cowley, whatever, whoever it's going to be, probably neither of those two names, but it might well be if he's odds on favourite. It, it it strikes me as bizarre, um, put it this way, how many more managers would you be able to suggest that should lose their jobs right now in League One? I doubt Dean Holden would be particularly high on that list of managers. Put that no, he would. He would. I'd, I'd put three yeah, or four above. Sorry. Exactly. I'd put three yeah. or four above Dean Holden. I, I would. The, the thing I would say is, I don't. I don't think I could be wrong. I don't. Well, I don't think it can be possible. I don't think the current owners gave Dar uh, Dean Holden that four-year contract. I could be wrong. They didn't. No, I don't think. No, um, so again, that could be something. It's also very, very, and by the way, I agree. I think it's it's a little bit too early. I think they might have, have pulled the trigger too early. However, I would say something else. Watching them yesterday, they're not playing very well at all. The players look so confused. The players don't have a clear plan of what's going to be, you know, what he's trying to play. Has he been back to the full um, strength? It's hard, it's hard to say he has, but again, by the way, this takeover sort of officially came through in the middle of a transfer window. That's also not easy. And also, you know, you know, I know you boys know this, but it's also very, very common that new owners come in and want their own thing. You know, yeah. so I'm not, I'm, the thing is, I'm not, do I think it's the right decision? Probably not. 
Am I surprised by it? I'm not surprised by it. I'm really not. The, the, yeah, You're not were surprised. No, they were booing the play, They were booing the players off at half time. They booed the players off at full time. They played terribly. The players looked totally confused. And they I was at the game. And he was he he didn't he normally goes right to the to the fans after the game. He went to the halfway line, clapped a couple of times, turned back round. He knew that that was not good enough, and he knew he was in 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 hot water. Okay. Do I still I think it's the right decision? No, I think that you make good points. Is there somebody that can come in and do a better job right now? Darren Moore would be interesting. The other two, but interesting, and I highlight that word. I don't think it's right. But interesting. Carl Robinson's been there before. They hate him. He would never go there. And Danny Cowley, I, I don't see them either. Not the kind of place for him either. Nappers, we'll touch. We'll go to Oxford Charlton and, and discuss that uh, with Jake in just a second. But final point on Dean Holden being sacked. Uh, Nappers, agree with the boys. Uh, yeah, agree with it. And I thought he's a, he did a very good job to get Charlton tenth last year. They were very disappointing. You've got to remember as well. They've had a lot of injuries in. That squad, so, yes, to keep yeah. players, well, Kamara, by the way, new signing, injured. That Kamara, leaving. They've got the most long yeah. balls in the division. I think that's slightly down to the, the management as well. I think they've not adapted to Miles Lieburn being out. Lieburn is a big play for them. Campbell's a big lad as well. Alfie May's just got up and running as well. I think, you know, you give him a chance. I kind of think you, you might have given him one more game. you got us at the weekend. It's a winnable game at home. And if you win that, you kind of go into, you know, I think you've got Wigan the week after, which I'm actually going to... They're more than likely going to go to the game actually and watch it because our game's off. Um, and they, they've looked a little bit sloppy in games, in my opinion, not look like winning them. Um, but you've got a lot of 18 year olds in there, you know, Anderson Asmoe, um, in there, Carner's only 18, Campbell's 19, you know, Nessie's 21. He says, you know, I know he's an experienced goalkeeper, he came in yesterday, and obviously, he said. He's a good goalkeeper, and that was always going to be the switch. But they always say, don't they, once you start switching your goalkeeper, mm. a manager's in trouble. And it just so happens, well, they switched yesterday after Maynard Brewer makes a couple of mistakes. Let's no doubt about it. One against Port Vale, he made, I thought it was at fault for both goals against Bristol Rovers. And well, I think he got beat at the north near corner for Luke McCormack's goal um, in the 97th, 98th minute. Um, and yeah, it's pivotal for him, but to give him a four-year deal and sack him four months later, I think there's it's a bit like Fleetwood. There's some serious damage going on at that football club. I would, yeah, and maybe they've got a plan. Maybe they go announce a new manager. Well, new, and I don't think names. so. Yeah, I know. And you've got to remember that the new... We know from watching that documentary that the, the new owner hasn't got the best of reputations in English footballers running a football club in any way. But I would say if you're going to sack a manager this early on in the season and you have still got those ambitions and you still want to sign players, you need someone to come in quickly because who is going to... You know, Jake said, and I said it, and he reiterated the point, they need work. Who's going to do that fucking work with no manager? You know, so that the, the owner's going to start bringing in players and then hoping the next manager fancies them. The recruitment strategy, I know we're in a modern footballing sphere right now where you do have director of footballs, you do have these people, but you also do need a manager that's going to take on this, you know, this rebuild that Charlton are going through. And I mean, to start this rebuild and to sack a manager within five games, I think it's a catastrophic start to the oh, season. Man. And it is, thanks, Nappers. I've, I've got, a, I think I got, a, I think I got seven in English. GCSE. Uh, so I, just scraped, I just scraped a four because oh. I think the teacher quite oh, liked. God, did you boys all do numbers for grades? Yeah, I'm a young boy, oh, mate. Are, young boy. Seven but was my best one. I'm not gloating. Um, well, you get, like John. Jake? Yeah, go on, Jake. I got B, boys. What does that mean? That's a seven. Well, we'll take it. Um, same, well, he be using, he'll be using even better words than catastrophic later on. Uh, 
Jake, uh, we'll touch on Oxford versus Charlton briefly. I know we've touched on Charlton, and, and although I am, I, I, I like Oxford United with all my heart, we've got a lot to get through. Oxford versus Charlton, Oxford win, top of table. Your thoughts? Yeah, Oxford uh, went top of the league yesterday. Not that you'd know it from our group chat or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought it was an okay performance from Oxford. I think, um, obviously, Tyler Goodrum was the, the main star, scoring twice. Star I boy, remember, baby. I, I seem to remember actually, was it Tyler Goodrum or was it the Jack Ward Football Podcast <laughs> play for, 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 for Oxford yesterday? He looked um, so I, much like him, did he? I, I, I seem to remember, I watched the, um, the ITV commentary uh, and they seem to allude to when he scored after they showed him scoring his second goal that. Oxford would do well to keep a hold of him. Whether there's going to be interest from above for a player who's very young, still broke in, into the team last year, has had a pretty good season this year. I think he's equaled last year's output already after five games. Which is, I wonder where uh, you got that from. Yeah, no idea, mate. Uh, he's <laughs> great. Look, Oxford are playing some good football at the minute. Very only a man in to have le less possession than the opposition, but... I think they did it well. Um, I, I thought they were excellent. Charlton, obviously, like you said, Ward, he didn't have much of a purpose. Um, it didn't seem fair when, when Alfie May scored the goal that he did. They had moments in the second half, um, but, but Oxford seemed really comfortable. And, and to be fair, when they scored the second goal, it, it, it was coming. So uh, a good win for Oxford. I agree with your point about the, the anti, or the, the not anti Liam Manning style, but the, the difference in possession. We had 70% possession against Cambridge, lost 2 0. You know, so I think what we've learned is that we will have games where we dominate the ball. We did feel the possession stats are really weird. You know, when you watch a game and you feel like we had more, I feel like we had more of the ball than that. Obviously, we didn't, but um, it, it's, it's strange. That's why you can't read the possession stats too much because Charlton, although had mo majority of the ball, other than a 30 minutes spell after half time, never really got going. And, you know, yeah, I've I, I got to be careful what I say because people start laughing and joking when I start talking about Oxford. But we're, we're in a good place. We're winning games of football. We're playing good football. We're scoring goals. And, you know, right now the confidence is high around the football club and, and that's all you can want. And, and the difference between last season and this season, it is a complete polar opposite, which is absolutely fantastic. But it is still early days, but a two point cushion at the top of the table. I'll say it once again. Uh, let's touch on the next round of games. Then we'll come to you, Tom. Your next game was Fleetwood versus Shrewsbury. Fleetwood nil, Shrewsbury won. We all said, I won't spoil the predictions, but we did all say this had a draw written all over it. We did say Shrewsbury would score, I believe, in that 1-1 draw. Those that did say a draw. Fleetwood, though, didn't quite get their goal. Two players sent off. I mean, Jesus Christ, Scott Brown's got to be hanging on to anything he can hang on to right now because that man is in hot, hot water. If Dean Holden's in hot water, this bloke, I mean, he's boiling his little toes off. <laughs> for the uh, for the benefit of our audience that don't join us on the video, Ben hid himself within his mint away shirt for a moment when we uh, we got onto the subject of Fleetwood. Uh, I'm sure we'll go to Nappers for more in depth because he nearly lost his marbles in the group chat the other night, or what was it last night or the night before last night? Um, yeah, it, it wasn't great, was it? And it's all kind of going down the pan a little bit. Um, really unlucky early on, I think. The inside of the woodwork was struck and then Shay Dunkley clears it off the line as it drops down. Even a fair until Scott Robertson gets caught out, Stevie G-style leaving 
Dangaludo to run almost the length of the pitch and finish past Shay Lynch. He was off the pitch a few minutes later after catching Ryan Bowman one-on-one. Jack Marriott found the back of the net only for the Lionel's flag to go up. Ben, do we reckon offside? Because it's difficult to no, judge. Yeah, it was offside. It was offside. Difficult to see from the eye follow, but he, uh, he, he looked like he was. Um, the, then the Lino spotted Josh Earl's stamp on Elliot Bennett after a challenge late on. An afternoon to forget for the Cod Army. Um, I mean this with the utmost respect, Nappers, but Fleetwood are now below Wigan in the table and they started on minus eight points four weeks ago. So I think that kind of tells you everything, doesn't it? It says a lot about Wigan, of course. It's a damning indictment of Fleetwood at this moment in time. I was about to say it's not going to get any easier with Charlton. That sounds a little bit more of a free hit given the revelations we've heard. Blackpool and Oxford to come, of course. It's, uh, yeah, worrying times, isn't it, son? It is. And your own has gone to jail. Your, your core business, BES, which is... Andy Pilly's company that did pump a million pounds into the football club pre-trial in June or end of May, June time, um, when the quotes business as usual came out. We don't know if that can, can continue. That'll get us through till January as a football club. Now, Fleetwood aren't sustainable on crowds, as we know. I don't think anyone in League One is sustainable on crowds. I don't care what anyone says, really, um, in my eyes. Uh, I think because, obviously, pause of budget will outgrow massively their crowd. Bolton's will be the same. Derby's will be the same as well. Um, and, you know, we, we don't know who's running the club. We don't know who's the owner of the football club. We don't know who's in charge of transfers. We don't know if Scott Brown's got any money to play with. We don't know what, you know, what's going on. The fans have never had an opportunity bar if you on a Waterford trip and paid 500 quid to go over there for a few nights. You, you've not met Scott Brown yet. And I don't know if that's lucky or, or a bad thing. We, the fans have never got to interact with a manager. And I think the most important thing at a football club is when a new manager gets taken over, especially someone like a Scott Brown, start of a season. Again, if you come in midway through the season, like Manning did, it was about staying up. There should be always a fans forum with a manager at the start of the season to discuss. And they'll see where the club is at. And we've done that for several years. And it would make everyone around the football club, even if it was bad news, feel a bit easier. Right, this is what we're dealing with. This is what's going to happen. And at the moment, nobody knows what's going on. And when that's happening, there's no leadership upstairs at this moment in time. There's no leadership on the pitch right now. And these all kind of float around. And at the moment, the football club, Fleetwood Town, have a decent squad. They do have a decent squad. We have a lot of injuries at the moment. Promise was out yesterday. He's a good player. Uh, Jaden Stockley out injured again. We're five games in it. I think he's missed... Two to suspension and two to injury. He's played Derby and that was kind of it. Came on, I think, against Cambridge. But bar that, not played a game of football in the first five or six games. So we, we, we need a striker. And, and I keep worrying about the football club. I'm not worried about staying up this year. Well, I am, obviously. My main worry is if Fleetwood Town are going to be a thing in you know the next two or three years. Because we could go in a similar way to Scunthorpe. You all look at me now. But believe me, I am worried about my football club in the next few years. Because... It's going to be a real turbid time. And people will laugh. People will say Fleetwood are a pub team overachieving. We are. We're a non-league team. I'm National League crowds, National League North crowds. But, you know, football gets to me. Football, you know, you know, it means a lot to everyone. Obviously, we all love and breathe it. But it, it, it's grim right now. And at the moment, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. And I just hope that result comes quickly. We can all laugh. We can all joke after a defeat. But now, you know, you lose. To, if we drew against Cambridge and drew yesterday, it's fine. But because we've lost those games, uh, it's worrying. But yesterday, I thought we were good. Uh, we should have been turning up before the sending off. 
they go and nick a goal from our only mistake, and then we never look like scoring. And you know, we, like you said last week, you couldn't be there till Tuesday where Fulham Reserves dropped up. And funny enough, Fulham Reserves scored in the first minute, didn't they? And uh, <laughs> we wouldn't have scored a goal yesterday. And uh, uh, you know, even if we had you know Lizzo and Gemma Collins up front, Scott, <laughs> Scott Brown, Ben, gotta go. Prolific strikers, as we all know. No, uh, I think that. I'm not the Scott Brown's biggest fan, but I think anyone who thinks he should be sacked, I think is is kind of thinking, well, who are you going to get? I want a name who's going to come in. Who will know leave at Is that a work? I imagine Scott Brown goes to Charlton, Dean Old and comes to Fleetwood tomorrow and you know the game on that'll be interesting. Um no, but I, I kind of think, well, who are we going to get that's better than him? We'll end up with probably someone like Crane, like we did a few years ago, or Barry Nicholson coming in and it'll just be the same. So I kind of think I'd give him till I'd give him another six games. I think that's a decent reflection. I think it's a good chunk, but he has got a safe job in my opinion. My game next was Peterborough against Derby County. We said before it probably would be uh, game of the week. I think in terms of the game and the action, it, it probably was game of the week. Although 4-2 does make it sound a little bit better than it was. Peterborough, it does sound as though Peterborough sort of had a really, really good go. I think Peterborough did ultimately collapse and then scored a goal really early on, started strongly, and then at the end of the game, sort of got to what was a consolation. But a clinical derby performance, posh, like I say, collapsing after, I think, being really, really good in those opening 20 minutes, but then conceded the goal and completely fell apart. I'll ask the question to the boys as well, but Waghorn, I thought it was brilliant. Is he the answer to the problems? I mean, we're sort of hearing this constant conversation about strikers and I'll let you into a secret. There was a video being planned over the week uh, about sort of five strikers or three, five strikers or a, a list of number nines that could come in and save Derby County and could really put an end to that goal scoring issue that we've seen since the start of the season. I mean, they brought in a striker and he scored at trick. So I don't... It probably didn't release that on Friday. That would have been embarrassing, they, wouldn't it? And of course, they signed Torres John Jules as well on over Arsenal. So they, they signed strikers. So maybe that video will never see the light of day. But Wycorn was great. I think what you've seen is somebody who's come in be very, very clinical in front of goal, score a really good, well-rounded selection of strikes as well from, from different positions and from different opportunities. And look, is it the answer to all the all the questions, all the problems? Maybe not, but right. I mean, is he going to score 30 goals like McGoldrick did last season? I don't know, but if you can spread around the goals, and if you can score a hat-trick here and there, you're going to be absolutely fine. I thought his performance was fantastic. I thought Derby responded from going 1-0 down when the pressure was on fantastically well. Poor warm, away from home, typical performance. Soak up the pressure, take those chances when they come. And uh, I thought I'd uh, bring you into Jake now, who is going to... Look, he said, and I don't necessarily disagree with this point I don't agree with it I don't disagree with it I get where he's coming from he famously said last week Paul Bourne is not the right man for Derby County he isn't the right fit I'm also going to call out Gab Sutton who said at the start of the Ooh. season very very similar comments to Jake and I like Gab Sutton I love Jake love both of them but they did say very similar comments when it comes to Paul Warren he uh, look I like I say I don't totally disagree I get where you're coming from but Jake Reacting to that comment, reacting to that game yesterday, are we sticking by those words? Yeah, I, I don't think that one performance at the end of August changes your mind completely. Um, if Derby go and win the league with 115 points or whatever and, and score a record amount of goals and keep a record amount of clean sheets, then I will absolutely eat a bit of humble pie and, and, and probably stream it somewhere. But 
Um, no, they, look, it was definitely not my channel because it's dead. But um, what I would you say started. is that, that I, 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 I know it's one performance, but I, I, I don't think I'm going to change my mind. Um, you know, like I said, if, if they go and achieve all of those things, then, then fair fucks. But I, I don't think they're going to. So uh, for me, I still think it's the wrong fit and I don't think he's the right man. But I'm there for, for Paul Warren to, to give me a spank with a wooden spoon if that's what he would want to do. I'm Can't sure he would it. love to. <laughs> Can't wait to see that. Uh, Tom, your final game, Bristol Ravers versus Wickham Wanderers. Wickham starting to click now. We had a little bit of doubt at the start with Wickham, but this changing stylistic fashion that Bloomfield's been trying to build over the summer. New faces winning against Bristol Ravers. Of course, away from home as well, a very difficult ground to go to. Good result. Yes, I'll rattle through this one because I'm aware we've still got bits and pieces to do. Luke Lee had an awesome game, man of the match performance from him and provided an excellent ball in for the opener from Joseph Lowe. I think there's a foul in the build-up for the second, so that's a little unlucky on Bristol Rose's behalf. You take absolutely nothing away from the ball through from Brandon Hanlon and the finish from the uh, the experienced veteran Gareth McCleary, who's still got it at the uh, the wise old age of, I think it's 36, 37 now. Tidy finish from Harvey Vale late on, but it ended up as a consolation for the gas. Wickham, as you say, finding out more about themselves post-Ainsworth now, and they'll be hoping that the wins keep on coming for the chair, boys. Napa's your final game as well. Port Vale versus Carlisle. Another thriller? Not sure. Let me know. I'm slightly distracted by the fact that I've just been sexing something about Scott Brown. So that's kind of... Ooh, exclusive, Ooh. exclusive, exclusive. Apparently, apparently he's gone favourite for the um, Hib um, Hibernian job. Oh, so. interesting. Um, that makes sense. Know, makes sense. It, 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 it'd be a big blow to lose him. Um, <laughs> you do you realize you do realize this is still filled? Yeah, people, people can still that. Get <laughs> if you want to see my reaction exclusively, get your fucking money out and pay. Come on, yeah, let's just say you won't money, be so just give us all your fucking money. Right, Sorry, I will ask you a quick question as well. If Scott Brown does go after his very, after his comments he made about Jack Murray, if he does go, does that free up a certain Jack Murray? No, Jack Murray's going nowhere, apparently. Really. Yeah, okay, interesting. We don't need to get into that conversation again, but interesting. Uh, Bristol Rovers, Wickham. No, that's not you. Uh, you're probably <laughs> that one a minute ago, mate. He's done, that, really one. done that one. <laughs> one nil, it was. Port Vale yeah. versus Port Vale were brilliant Go. yet again. You know, you look at the reaction to that result, and we all listed the fixtures, didn't we? Charlton, oh, Reading, oh, Blackpool, oh. And we looked at this game. Is this the first chance we can get points? Well, that's the tenth point in the last four games. They went to the Valley, scored three. They went to Blackpool, kept a clean sheet, should have won the game. They beat Reading convincingly, should have been two, three, four, in my opinion. And this again yesterday, brilliant result. Wilson, great penalty, two and two. Orblaster, Ojo, Plant, Clark, that midfield four wing backs, really good. Massey, Chislet behind Wilson, it's really settling nicely. Connor Ripley with another clean sheet. Um, and I think that when I've listed three managers of the month, I think that, you know, he's got to be up there, hasn't he, for me? Um, and it's a really good result. Keeping a clean sheet is always important. But Carlisle, man, they look really devoid of confidence. A back five, sit back, or, you know, men behind the ball. They actually changed goalkeeper. Went for Anderson instead of Ole. He gave away the penalty. And I think there's calls for Thomas Holly to come back in. I think Thomas Holly's been one of the best players for Carlisle this year. So, slightly surprised. They've got what, five, six options up front. None of them are going to score, I think, over five, six goals this year. I'd be very surprised. Plange hasn't ever scored a goal in the EFL. Maguire, you know, Edmondson, Joe Garner. You know, these are all, you know, uh, oh, I dear. like, um, what's he called? Um, oh, 
Mox on. No, what's he called? Gibson up front, really good player. He, he, you know, he looks lively. He was the best player on the pitch. Uh, bar Mox and against Fleetwood. Mox in midfield, Guy McCollum is a decent midfield three, but I worry for them. But Port Vale deserve enormous, enormous credit. And well done to Andrew Crosby and his team. Good run up there of Port Vale versus Colour. We move on to no, not Gary. Uh, Jake, your final game, Burton versus Bolton. A good point at home. Not the first win for Burton just quite yet, but I think they'll take a point at home to Bolton. Yeah, I, I thought they played better than what they have done in recent weeks. When you play Bolton, you expect them to have all the ball, and, and that was the case here. Um, perhaps when they went 1-0 up, it was against them when I played. Really poor defending, I thought, from, from Bolton's point of view, to find Mark Carroll at the back stick completely unmarked. Talked it away really nicely. Um, you then wondered how a bottle going to react, and you know they reacted pretty much how you'd expect any other team to react. Twelve minutes later, Dion Charles rounds the keeper, puts it in the net. Questions on Dion Charles's future? I know he's been linked with Watford and Stoke this week. Um, four days to the window, are Bolton going to be persuaded to to let him go and bring in maybe a Johnson Clark Harris figure, maybe potentially? But um, they, they had chances to win it. Uh, Victor Adebayeho going back to his, his former stomping ground. Mr. City didn't he? It was a great save by, by Max Croken. But but John Kelly Bodvarsson as well coming on and, uh, and missing another sitter. I think a real issue for, for, for Bolton is they've, they've signed Carlos Mendes Gomez as a real superstar signing and they can't seem to figure out where to play him because the, the minute they're trying to shoehorn him into a, a sort of a midfield four behind the, the front two and it really isn't working. Mendes Gomez is probably better coming in from, from one of the wings and it doesn't seem to be working at all. But a good point for Burton. Bolton will be disappointed with the opportunities that they're created. But uh, I, I, again, I think Burton probably just about deserved the point and it, it could be a real change in their season. The final game, before we do our predictions for next week and also have a little discussion on the predictions that have just gone as well and hear the results and the scores and the bloody doors from, of course, our good friend Jake. Don't um, forget the that, that happens <laughs> as well. The of the weekends. Oh, of the weekends. Haven't thought of mine, as you can tell. Completely <laughs> that. This could be a slightly longer episode, but people say, although we moan about it, people prefer them. So... There oh we great! Well, that's uh, we, we only moan about it because it's probably twenty past ten on a Sunday that is night. True. Well, that's you know that will change as Napa told us some news later on, uh, <laughs> earlier on. Sorry, uh, Leighton Orient two Cambridge United nil was the final score in that one. First win for Leighton Orient. I think we're finally now sort of seeing the attractive football they're trying to play turn into results. Um, dominate um, dominated Cambridge when it comes to possession, 70%. And again, I know earlier I contradicted myself about possession stats and about using stats on this fucking podcast, but it's a good way of saying that Leighton Orient... Every week. But the, I realise it's the only way I can talk about football matches, sort of having that to back the point up. Uh, I'll try and do the rest of it without. Um, no, Leighton Orient, again, have always sort of been very, very good and, and comfortable you know, with the ball, but have sort of really struggled when it comes to output. Um, against Charlton, they went to the Valley and, and, and played them off the park when it comes to having the ball, but lost 1-0. And that's sort of been the story of their season. But the, the, the uh, Patreon said that we had a, an agenda against the manager, Richie Wellens. Well, I can say right now, he did a very good job uh, <laughs> yesterday. And I would also say that the way they've been setting up, he stayed very, very... I'd say stubborn, but positively stubborn in the way that he wants his side to play. He's not changing for the opposition. He's not changing for the league. And he saw the rewards in the game yesterday. Very, very clinical. Okay. Not going to give you a number because that would be statistically giving you numerical <laughs> advantage. Yeah, But they were very good. They had very limited shots on goal. 
and scored two. Uh, that was the final score in that one, Leighton Orient two. Cambridge United nil. Cambridge were top of the table. They're no longer top of the table because someone else is. I've just said it because we won't, we won't be top of the table next week, so I can just say it now. <laughs> Thank God for that. Week. That'll be uh, a much Jay, easier episode. Oh, sorry, we've got we've got of the weeks, of the weeks. My favourite bit of the my favourite bit of the podcast. He's so happy. He's been at top of the table about seven and a half minutes. He's so happy, isn't he? I just it's love lovely football. to see. Love football. The question um, is, the question is, does Wardy know which one he's given to each of us, or does he know? What no, hence why I'm looking over here to scroll through our WhatsApp messages. Shall I go for the know. manager? Because I know I was gaffer oh, of the week. Tom's manager. I was goal Tom. of the week. Look, no, they, all ball, <laughs> they all know. They all know. one, Wardy. Come on. Uh, I must be result. Oh, I wonder what he's going to go for. Well done. Uh, let's start with you. Uh, let's start with you, Tom. Manager of the month. Uh, week, month, week. We could do month, but week. No. We'll probably do month next week. I'm tall between two. Of course, Mark Kennedy for executing a game plan that has undone one of the best, one of the teams that we all tip to be up there this season. I'm going to go against Jakey. I think Paul Warren deserves a shout this week. This week and this week only, backs against the wall for him and Derby County. They've got, they've got to, they've gone to arguably one of the toughest places to go in League One this season and taken all three points in style. That aside, I'm completely with you. No one's saying their start's been good enough to completely get the argument, but taking this week in isolation, he definitely deserves a shout. But I think the standout gaffer this weekend. Uh, was Mr. Mark Kennedy. I, 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 I love the substitutions. I love everything about what he did yesterday. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a, a massive smile over there. I don't think there's anyone else really is there that we, we could probably not Dean Holden. I think he's probably not in with a shout for manager of the weekend. Well, isn't it? Because you sort of go any, I mean, teams that win games of football tend to have good managerial performances a lot of the time. So, But I, I would say I'd agree. I think Mark Kennedy got it spot on tactically. Absolutely executed yeah. the game plan fantastically So well. not Liam Manning. Crikey. No, no, because we don't need to shout and scream about our good football. Oh, no. we've done enough of it so far tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> nappers. Uh, you got goal of the week selected by myself, although I have forgotten it. Um, there's a reason why I didn't give it myself, <laughs> but uh, Napoli's goal of the week. <laughs> you never watched it, I think I've had it three weeks on a row, by yeah, the way. You know, <laughs> really, <laughs> not want it. Anyway, I was between a few. Um, I think Waggon, I think he had two really that were, were close. I'm, I really like the first. I watched them. The greatest of goal. <laughs> he literally a ball into the box and he literally just tapped the way he just tapped the ball in effortlessly. Um, I think Erehan has got got to be up there with a deflection. I don't think he he will will get in there. I think I'm between two. Wagon's second goal, which is a really good finish into the corner. I've gone for um, Reese Coles because it's a really good. Fuck finish. me, we didn't even. Do you see? That was a good goal. Yes, I get that. But Reese Cole for me because I'm sick of hearing about Oxford. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it so. I'm much. sick of hearing about Oxford. It was a great goal, by the lad, and I really, I really, really do like you know Jack Ward playing football. I really, really, do. I, think, <laughs> I, I think he's really good at football. Um, but uh, not that uh, his name left me brain for thirty seconds. But no, I think he's a really good player. But for me, I'm going to get Reese Cole because it's a big win against the side that uh, you know that win the championship last year. <laughs> what mind you bottom lip Wardy you might fall over it no I just I, I, I'm i someone that appreciates good goals and Lavery Lavery scores yeah, good goals when I watch him yeah um, no I, I'm fine it's you know I, you know what it is it's bitterness you know we win games of football are you um, giving it to Ben Reese Colt 
<laughs> it's fine. It's honestly, I'm, I'm, it's fine. Um, Jake, player of the week. Um, do you know, I nearly gave it to, to Jack Ward Football Podcast, but I've decided to go against it. Um, and Ben, I just want to make sure that my selection this week is is absolutely fine. Can we go for Martin Whitecourt? <laughs> ben, is that okay? <laughs> Can I just say, by the way, your your reason for picking your manager last week was a fucking disgrace, but because it's my pick, there was nothing <laughs> to me up. Because it's my pick, that's fucking bollocks. Yeah, you I didn't exactly wanna... back up your point well. Uh, well, he scored that trick, didn't he? He's like literally trick. using sofa scores at reference on a fucking uni, but uh, your dissertation at uni. That's what that's nine, like. He got a 9.6. <laughs> you know, I was frantically searching um, through uh, to see if they released the team of the week to see if I could pick just a random one out of those 11. But no, I went for Michael Michael and obviously scored, scored a hat trick in a really big game uh, for Derby. Did it all in the space of 15 minutes as well, which is. Really impressive. So for me, Martin Wycorn is our performer of the week. And that must leave me with result of the week. Um, <laughs> God, this is horrible. I didn't even think about it. I think, to be honest, I would. It's between between a few. I, I think Lincoln the result at Blackpool is is a very very good result, very convincing. Um, I think Barnsley going to Wigan with their form, although Wigan. You have to look at Wigan differently now. You have to look at Wigan as a very, very good footballing side that they've proven to. And Barnsley weren't in great form going into it and did a fantastic job. I think Peterborough going to Barnsley's not... and Sorry, Derby going to, to Peterborough is a good result as well. <laughs> Got that right up. And the other... Who would I get? Yeah, I, I, even Wickham going to Bristol Rovers. In the end, though, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Lincoln beating Blackpool. Oh, I think I am closely followed by Barnsley going four. to Wigan. I also oh. would give credit to, I know I've just given size of every, every team that's won, but by the way, Exeter continuing to, to do well and winning. Don't change your mind. Don't change no, no, I won't. Um, <laughs> we beat Charlton as well. But oh, did you? Charlton weren't very good, so I can't give us um, can't give us a result of the week. But though it is a good result, I would say that. Even it the is. boys don't want to say it. but No, it, in all result. seriousness, it's, yes. Um, I can't I can't speak positive about my football club anymore because I get absolutely hounded out. So you wait when you start. When you when, when Pompey start winning loads of games, we can, we're can we all going to be like, well, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, we do that. To be fair, we we do that anyway, even when they, even when they lose. I got timed on my Pompey chat today. So yeah, but that, you decided to do it. You were, you were with us on that. I was. Anyway, that's of the week. So like you said, we might do um, manager of the month and result of the month and of the month if we get round to it. But let's be honest. We definitely won't. Uh, let's move on to our predictions. And I've just seen there a sofa score update. They're in alphabetical order, people. <laughs> Unbelievable Boys. stuff. Which means we begin. Oh, sorry. We need to uh, touch base on, on uh, last week. We do. We do. Yeah. It was a pretty good game week this week, if your name wasn't Jake. Um, nil, nil. I got that fucking right. Yeah. Yeah. I you got one. the Oxford score as well, Wardy. Yeah. I, I think I all of us every week so far have got at least one correct score. Um, this week, uh, I only managed to muster up six. Wardy and Tom must, uh, got seven. And Ben got eight, so that leaves yeah. us good. You did, Ben. Um, I had a message off Tom this afternoon going, I'm pretty sure I got eight this week. I can't Turns count, sorry. No, I, I can't got count. I in math, so whatever number you got in maths was fucking wrong. Um, <laughs> Tell you what, right, it was tight last week. It's tight, isn't it? Like, every oh, week, we're like, a point. Oh, it's just going to go... 
We need, we, we, by the way, the patrons, you really need to come up with, on Twitter as well, we need some good forfeits and we need, like, I think that should be a tweet this week. But again, we need yeah. to decide on our forfeits. I think, because at the end, we, I don't want them towards the end of the year because then you can, oh, I don't want to do that. No, we need them locked in now. We do. Yeah. We do. That's a Twitter right. clip. Well done, Appers. That's going on there. Pick us a forfeit yep. for the loser. Do We've it. already got a mukbang, so that's nothing to do with it. That's just because we, you know, we, we literally yeah. sit in our bedroom talking about football. Football and we want food basically. The, the loser um, will be me, so be kind. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> and, and any guesses for who's in fourth place? <laughs> Text uh, Tom to 80800 to give five pounds to UNICEF to help him give better predictions. Please, yeah. Not uh, that yeah. far behind now, am I? Please stay so uh, Look, you gained a whole point, mate. Well done. Class. Um, that. You lost the point to Ben. Uh, so Tom is in fourth on 32. Uh, Mr. Ward next on 35, myself on 37, let myself slip, and Ben leads the way on 38. It's like the football league's upside down, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It's close. It's close. Yeah. close. Except Oxford aren't bottom because they're top of the league, have a Jack. Go on. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they are anymore. Um, anyway, let's move on to the predictions. Yeah. <laughs> let's move on to the predictions for this upcoming weekend. Is going to bet League One. Some good games in there. I'm saying that. I haven't looked at them, but I presume there'll be at least one good game. Uh, we'll start with you. We'll start. Oh, look, a good game. Uh, we'll start with you, Ben. Uh, Blackpool oh, versus Wigan Athletic. Two sides that are very hit and miss, I think, going to be the case this season. I think Wigan have been brilliant this year. Blackpool need to get up and running. I think it'd be one all this one. Uh, yeah, Blackpool not scoring goals is an issue. We're going away from home. Home advantage is important. I'm going to go. I'm going to agree with you, Ben. Sorry, 1-1. One, one. You love a one all, don't you? I do. 1-1 one, one and nil nil, mate. Where'd it go? Blackpool nil, Wigan 1. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to follow suit with Tom. Although I shouldn't do because he's bottom of the predictions list. I'm going <laughs> to go Blackpool nil, Wigan 1. Oh, this is a big game. Am I on the right match week? Bolton Wanderers versus Derby County. It's a good week, isn't it? This is a bloody good week, everybody. Get your views up. The roundups are going to do well. Well, I read this up as game of the week and I, and I was going through fixtures and I was like, tell you what, the next one, Bristol Road was at Lincoln, good fixture. And then I go, Portsmouth are playing Peterborough. And then, hang on. Carlisle have got Shrewsbury. Wow. Wow. Where do from, Ben? Well, can I just say before I do that, Jack Ward has actually said he's going to buy everyone in the Eiffel pass to watch that game. I think both sides need to win, and there'll be questions on whoever don't win it. I think Derby might nick this 1 0. Oh, I think it's like now you've sort of said my shitty comment about 1 1. I can't, can't do it again, but <laughs> I, I want to say it's going to be a draw. I'm not going to do 1 1. No. I'm gonna go. I'm not. I'm gonna go against Derby, which is go, I'm gonna... go for what you want to be yourself. <laughs> be you. I've been told that so many times at school. Two-one Bolton Wanderers. I can feel a tight affair. Bolton one, Derby one. Jake? I don't like agreeing with Tom, so I'm not going to do it. Uh, I think Bolton are going to nick it. Actually, I think they're going to go for Bolton two, Derby one. Oh, same as me. That's nice, isn't it? Uh, Bristol Rovers against Lincoln City. Ben. Nil nil. Oh, you boring bastard! <laughs> <laughs> Not just that. I thought you were going to say. Ben, there were nine goals in this fixture last year. Yeah, goals were out. Nil nil. 
Who's, but I swear the person who started scoring your goals isn't no longer a footballer. Uh, well, that's a touchy subject. <laughs> require the we won't mention who it is. Has he been... Have, have they been... I don't been, know. I'm going to say... don't know? <laughs> okay. No, water, it doesn't need to be cut out because no one knows who we're talking... Well, they do know who we're talking about, but no one's going to be listening anyway. Um, I'm, I'm going to say... 2-2. Uh, two, two. Bristol Rovers 1, Lincoln City... Three. Oh, I'm gonna go Bristol Rovers one, Lincoln City two. That'd be a good result, Ben. Yeah. But uh, I was gonna say Buxton, Burton <laughs> <laughs> Albion versus Exeter. I fancy a Burton victory in this. I think the, the performances have improved in recent weeks. I think Max Crow coming goals settled the side down a bit. I think they'll win this one two 0 I'm going to back Exeter. My um, good friend Harris will be listening to this. He's a, he's a good guy. You know? He's a, been talking a lot oh, about our Exeter. And a you, friend. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say one there. Exeter. Because you haven't got any, Ben. He's just got YouTube friends. Uh, Tom. <laughs> ben has left the room. But nil, Exeter, nil. Got to have yeah. a new one in there. Oh, oh, I mean, I got friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got to find his friends. He out. She said, "Yeah." Can I? Can I go Burton one, Exeter one, please? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, ben, well, Cambridge Reading has been postponed on the day. It's been moved. Uh, Carlisle versus Shrewsbury to, to, to the Monday. We're actually recording here. Oh, he talks to the cat. Jill. Speaking oh, of pussy cat. No. <laughs> he's now. He's I, now... Think that, I think. I think that's your Twitter clip. <laughs> this is staying in. Caption Mom, this. Mum, I have actually got friends. They're just joking. Your mother's just come in going, Hi. Hello. <laughs> hello, tea loppers. I had to mute her. Hello, tea loppers. And walked off. I told you not to mess around with those YouTube boys. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's definitely a tea lopper. She, she, she looks like one. one as well. She looked like one. Um, yeah. mm, no, I say so. But no. I tell you what, right? All I ever hear is what a lovely young man Tom is. I really oh, like him. Oh, I think he's brilliant, right? And then he goes, Jack. Yeah, Jack knows what he's doing. And Jake goes, Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, but you two get stupid together. <laughs> Oh, but we weren't oh. talking about trilogy for ninety percent of our streams last year. Wow, well, well, I don't think you look super together. I think you look well, a cute, <laughs> cute couple. We look like Dick and Dom. Exactly. Uh, ben, back to the football. Carlisle Shrewsbury. Hang on, Cambridge Reading's on the Monday, so we still need to do that. Oh, they're still they are of the week. I don't know, but it's on the Monday. Carlisle Reading, Nappers. Carlisle Reading. Cambridge, no, Reading. Sorry, <laughs> wrong C. Nil, nil. Um, one nil, Cambridge. Cambridge one, Reading two. I'm gonna go Cambridge nil, Reading one. Hang on, I just predicted Carlisle Shrewsbury. Why are you all going Cambridge? Because <laughs> it's the same game week, just moved to a different day. Uh, Napa, going to revisit that. Cambridge, Reading yet? Yeah, go on. What's that? What's your prediction for that? Oh, this is a mess. One nil. No, it's no, it's not. It's fine. Good. One nil Cambridge. Ben's already given his Carlisle one. I'm gonna say two <laughs> nil Carlisle. Tom. Uh, Carlisle one Shrewsbury nil. 
Yeah, you're the one that has to fucking put this together. I'm gonna go Carlisle Neil three three one. Ben Charlton Fleetwood, manager list Charlton, of course. My heart's saying nil nil. Um... Don't go with your head. Found that out with Wardy last week, didn't we? Because mm. otherwise yeah, Barry Bannon gets involved. You see uh... the goal from Barry Bannon. Oh, oh uh... man, he deserves a lot. Two nil Charlton. No, I can't say that. Two nil Charlton. Yeah. I've got to be honest. I've got to be... Yeah, right, you keep giving me this. Like, oh, that shit. Yes, yeah, so I'm fucking weak. They've got no one left. All the backroom staff are all gone. I've got nothing left. Yeah, it's but gonna, they're, they're going to lose the job. They have lost the job. They've still... The problem with Charlton... Have they never heard of a new manager bounce? Yeah, by Saturday. No, but uh, when the assistant comes in... Jake just burps, so that's great. <laughs> oh. Lovely. I'm going right, to say... No. no, go on then. I've had enough. Nil-nil. Right. We'll draw the game nil-nil. Huge. Okay. Uh, I we'll, think we'll, we'll point. I think Charlton win. I'm, I'm going to go 1-nil though. I'm going to go with Nappers. Nil-nil. I think they'll get a point. I've gone with 3 nil nil so far. Uh, I think Charlton <laughs> are going to win uh, by two goals to nil. Cheltenham Town. Winless Cheltenham Town against Barnsley. Good result of the weekend for Barnsley, battered. Ben. I'm going to go for a huge shock here. Cheltenham to Jesus score a goal, Christ. but they'll lose 3 <laughs> oh, Not quite as a big a shock as I thought. Um, yeah, I think Barnsley do have too much. I'm going to go 2-0. Cheltenham nil, Barnsley 3. Uh, Cheltenham nil, Barnsley 2. Ben, later in the right, picked up their first win on Saturday. They host Stevenage at the weekend. I think this would be a good win, a, a good chance to get back to back wins at home for them and seven points out of nine. I think they'll do it one nil, Leighton Orient. I agree. I think Leighton Orient. Uh, can you can they break down the Steve Evans Stevenage with the way they want to play? Maybe some question marks, but I still think they'll be able to. I'm going to say one nil. The two places I've been on the road of Pompey this season in League One, Leighton Orient and Stevenage, two good sides. I'm going for a one one. Jakey boy, I am going to bat the Borough. Um, I think they'll be positive after after holding Pompey off. I'm going to go for Orient 1, Borough 2. Northampton Town versus Wickham Wanderers. Both won at the weekend, Nappers. And both have got seven out of the last nine. I think mm. Wickham will go to ten points in this one and win by two goals to one. I think Wickham are really starting to click. I'm going to say 2-0 to Wickham. Yeah, they're starting to come together. Northampton back-to-back wins. Uh, Northampton won Wig- Wigan. Northampton won Wickham two. Jake, I'm gonna have some faith in the Cobblers and the fact they're gonna pick up some points. Northampton won Wickham one. Oxford United host Port Vale <sighs> Nappers. I think Oxford will, will will get another win in there. I really do. I think that. It is a good fixture to, to play. I think it's two good sides at this moment in time. Manager's doing well. You know, the, the players are fighting for the clubs and, you know, they've got good ethos. I think Oxford are the better team and we'll win this. I'd like to go... I'm going to go for 2-0, but I won't be surprised if Portwell did score. I do think it'll be 2-0 2-1, but I'll go for 2-0. Yeah, I, 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 this is actually a really difficult game. I think a lot of people sort of are going to be thinking... I, I, when we got the fixture list, we thought home game... Double home game of Charlton Port Vale. I think we all thought the Charlton was going to be the much harder home game, but I actually think it's amazing how things can can change so quickly in football. And, and now you look at this home game very differently. Also, 
Port Vale at the start of the season, their opening day game against Barnsley looked absolutely horrendous. And, and now since have picked it up and it's going to be a much tighter game than we thought. Um, yeah, Oxford have been have been very good in recent weeks, so Port Vale. Um, but I think Oxford right now are in, in a slightly better place, win this game. Like I said, we're still a little bit silly of, of giving away sloppy goals. We seem to still make it a little bit more difficult than it needs to be. I'm going to say two, yeah, no, three, one Oxford. Uh, two in Oxford for me. I got your win against Carlisle, correct? I'm going to go for the same scoreline. Oxford one, Port Vale nil. I can see it. It's either going to be, yeah, it's either going to be a, a few more goals or it's, it, or it's just going to be a tight, mm. awful game when we just nick it with a goal. Either way, I don't give a shit. Winning, You're going to score one again, aren't you? Well, that's if I've not moved by then. I really hope we don't sell him. I really hope we don't sell him. Are we, I said in the interest. I said it. I said in the video the best piece of transfer business that we could do right now. I know we've signed some some good players in the last week or so, but this next week just tie him down to a contract for fuck's sake. I think he's got a couple of years left, but that, that won't stop a stop a club from coming in. Um, uh, another really good game. This one back at Fratton Park for Portsmouth Nappers. They. Host Peterborough school prediction. It's important to win, don't I? I do think they'll win again. I'm gonna go for two one. I really think I think this is gonna be a good game. I, re- I really do. And I think both teams will score. I think it'll be a frantic game, but Peterborough go to pieces in big games in my eyes. And too, so many times if it goes their way, they look unbelievable. But when it doesn't go their way, they fall to pieces. Like they did against Wednesday, like they did against Derby yesterday. So many times last season they went to Apps. They were like a jigsaw because it just went to absolute pieces. But when they look good, they look good. So you don't know what you're going to get with Peterborough. Portsmouth at home, I think if they get the first goal, it could be an entertaining afternoon. But I could see Peterborough actually scoring first in this and Portsmouth finally, you know, managing to break down in defence. But 2-1 to the boys. Well, in blue, because Peterborough will be wearing their away shirt, won't they? Yeah, I agree. I, I agree to a certain extent. My score prediction is slightly different. I think Peterborough will score first. I, I'm going to go one-one. I just, like I said, I really want, I really want Pompey to to, to predict to win it. But I got the last one right with Pompey, so I'm going to. No one can sort of sneer and, and shake their head because I've got quite a good record with Pompey at the moment. Um, I think Peterborough will score first. I think Pompey will come back. They won't lose the game. I think Fratton Park will make sure they score at least one goal. Uh, but I just. I just, I've got a feeling, Pompey, they need a game. It sounds really silly and really, really stupid and not very analytical whatsoever. They need, but then someone said that. I was going to say a point. I've just thought they beat Car- they beat Leighton Orient 4 0. I was going to say they need a game, maybe at home, where they win really convincingly, make loads of chances, score loads of goals, maybe miss some, but create more. Because against Leighton Orient, they didn't create loads. They were very clinical. So that's interesting. But I'm going to go 1-1. But maybe this could be the game where, you know, Peter Bradu sort of collapse like they did against Derby County and, yeah. and, and Pompey just tear them apart. I don't see it. I'm, I'm going to go 1-1. And we, we won't have a discussion about whether it's a good point for Pompey. I think, like, again, at home, you've got to be winning games of football. I always say teams that want to go up, you've got to win your own games and, and try and draw as many away games as you can. So, But I'm going to go 1-1. Sorry, Tom. Contradicted myself again with that comment. I think Pompey can struggle at times. History will repeat itself. First weekend of September, Pompey versus Peterborough. This time last year, we beat them 2-1. I'm going with Nappers. We're going to win 2-1 again. Um, I'm going to go with Wardy. I think you're going to try and uh, beat us for the most draws in 
League One as we did last year. Um, horrendous record for draw, and I don't think Pompey are doing enough at the moment to get us all excited about going forward. I think you'll be fine defensively, but going forward, I struggle to see Portsmouth scoring more than a goal a game at this minute in time. So I'm going to go for Portsmouth 1, Peterborough United 1. Just need to find ways to, to win games of football, don't they? Create more, score long more. Long way to go, more. boys. Long way to go. There is. There is a long way to go, mate, as you make, as you've, have you made it very clear to me. <laughs> uh, follow game, the Nappers. Uh, no, we've done it. Well, no, that's it. Cambridge Reading, we did the oh, uh, game that's been moved. way to end. end. Lovely way to end. A mistake for myself picking a game we had. Uh, <laughs> really enjoyed Really enjoyed this one, boys. I actually have. This has been a slightly longer one, but I, I've, I've enjoyed hosting this week. I think we're still learning our trade, but the numbers and the, the listeners are still in a really good place. They're very consistent and we've got a fantastic audience, a fantastic when it comes to interactivity and and, and on it. So I, I, I do refresh the page at seven o'clock in the morning. We've got like 100 listens, which is incredible. It goes up at five o'clock, by the way. So if any of you are up at five, we respect you enormously. But it goes up at seven or eight o'clock when I wake up, depending on if I've got work or not. How, how early I've got work or however I need to get up. And I refresh it and we've already got a good number of people listening. So we've got a very, very loyal audience and we love you all enormously. Continue okay. following us on Spotify as well. Give us those five-star ratings. We think we've got 40-odd ratings right now. I think they're all on. Oh, I think they're all good. It. They're all five stars. So people do tend to enjoy what we talk about. Uh, you can listen to other episodes as well. I, I know they're not completely relevant, but we do have sort of good chats and good conversations. So go back and listen to the others if you haven't already. If this is the first one you listen to, we sort of follow the season now as we head into or finish game week five, game week six next week. Uh, touching on those predictions we've just spoken about there as well. Of course, next week is hosted by our beautiful Jake, who Yay. is going to put this show together of boys. dreams. What dreams are made of. Uh, remember as well, you can listen to, uh, watch this, sorry, and listen, but watch this on Patreon for $4 a month. We do four a month. That's $1 an episode. Great value. Boys, we'll, start, we'll uh, give, it a, give it a rest there. But Nappers, any last words? No, thank you for supporting the podcast. It is, you know, much appreciated. It's growing it week by week. And if you want to see more more of us, there'll be plenty of the TLOP extra. And like I said, the Patreons yeah. keep growing. And I know, obviously, we keep joking about giving us all your money. But again, it means a lot more than that. It means that we can record a bit more, that, you know, we can, you know, make these, you know, forfeits a little bit extra. And we can maybe, you know, get to playoffs at the end of the season as well and create videos together as well. And that's sort of something that, you know, we, we did last year as well. So, again, the, the you know, there's going to be loads more videos uh, exclusively. And I, and I really enjoy, you know, filming with you guys. So, yeah, thank you very much. It's a good point, actually. I think you know we we would love to all meet our T-loppers in person in the playoffs if we're, if uh, yeah, we that'd be cool. So get there. Really so cool. yeah, keep giving us your money, guys. If you want to meet us, <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> That's totally arrogant. But no, we we would love to uh, continue speaking to our T-loppers in in all shapes or forms. We've got a fantastic core audience. Jake, uh, any last words, mate? Well, yeah, just uh, I echo the sentiments that you boys have already put down. Um, another cracking episode. Looking forward to. Really looking forward to speaking to you boys next Sunday. It's definitely a, a highlight of the weekend. So, yeah, looking forward to it. But thank you, everybody, for for continuing to listen and, and put up with our, uh, our, our nonsense from minute one to, what, 83 we're in now. So uh, With a few edits, so maybe slightly less. But Well, you know what? <laughs> Keep it in. Fuck it. Uh, no, looking forward to it, boys. Can't wait. Love you all. Mr Chapel, enjoyed it this week? Yes, mate, loved it. Um, all of the above. And I would just add, as I said last week, I'll say it again. Keep it simple. Keep it T-Lop. Absolutely. Take care, everybody. Love you all. Love you all.